like to welcome everyone to this brand new podcast series, Working Digital, which features a highly informative Q&A with Ted Pryor. Ted is Managing Director with Greenwich Harbor Partners and focuses on senior level recruitment for general management, sales, marketing, and digital transformation. Ted specializes in recruiting exceptional executives using his four-year experience as a CFO and CEO of a venture backup startup. Ted, welcome to the show today. Hope you're ready to start this exciting new series. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great series and really focusing on the digital transformation a lot of companies are having today. Yeah, uh, it's uh, we're going through a new version of that. We went through it in the 90s and the early 2000s, and it's happening all over again. Um, and companies are having to refresh their view of what digital transformation means. Yeah, that's really an exciting factor that a lot of companies are doing. So today we're going to focus on how to accelerate your next career move. December is often a time to start thinking about a career move. Bonuses will be paid shortly and companies are making plans for next year. Perhaps there are major organizational changes in the works and it makes sense to investigate the market. However, many senior executives have not job hunted in a long time having been hired and promoted several times by people who knew their work and the prospect of making cold calls for the next position is daunting. So Ted, what would you say is the first step to take before starting a new career after being in a high stressful and demanding position? Well, if you're in a transition, if you've left a job, the first thing to do is go chill out a little bit, uh, take a couple weeks off and, and uh, get get refreshed. Uh, sometimes people call me saying, I just left a job and uh, on Friday and I'm starting a job hunt on Monday. That's a little too quick. You need to uh, take some time to reflect on what the next step is. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Ted, because... You know, a lot of people will <clears throat> have very excruciating jobs and it takes a lot out of them. So to be able to jump right into another position, it definitely does not help that mindset of starting that new career because you're still thinking about the negatives of the old one. Yeah, or then the positives and the biases and um, uh, the beliefs you had in the old job. Yes, definitely. That's a key point. When looking at a potential new career, what are some of the key steps to make towards finding that right or perfect career? So the first thing uh, that I say is uh, uh, research, research, research. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I like to see people do a 30 or 40 degree pivot, Uh, you know, not a 180. You know, sometimes people will call and they'll say, I'm kind of open to anything. I'm willing to move. I'm flexible. Uh, that's not um, that, that that person hasn't focused on um, if when you're going to make a job change, you need to think about what it is you'd like to do. What kinds of obviously you want to do something new. Obviously, you don't want to do you want new challenges. Um, uh, um, what will those what do those look like? And what does a 45 degree pivot look for you? So you need to do some internal thinking and some research on the market as to what's going on and what what a reasonable change would be for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, you need to do that, that sense of research. You need to look into the company, how people enjoy that company that currently work there. And if you'd see yourself as a potential fit. Yeah. Uh, I like to say, you know, um, you know, try to write down the name of 10 companies, 
uh, that you would like to work at um, uh, if you left this job? You know, which are the top 10 companies? Um, you've been in the industry a while. Uh, you've been thinking about this. There must be companies that you admire. Maybe they're smaller than your current company. Maybe they're bigger than your current company. Which ones are growing? Which ones are known to be good places to work? Which ones have good leadership? Which ones have a strategy that you believe in? Uh, you start to develop a framework for what where you'd like to work. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, you can begin to analyze opportunities as they come at you. Definitely. Now, basically going off that, why should job seekers concentrate on, you know, the potential growth that they'll have within the company and, you know, not really focusing on how much money they'll be making or where the company will bring them more of so themselves? Yeah, I, I, um, I always advise people to focus on, you know, what their growth potential will be at a new position. You know, where will you be in two or three years? What will you learn? What new challenges will you have? Uh, put money aside. You know, sometimes uh, people will say, you know, I'm earning $250,000 a year and I need to earn at least that or more. Uh, maybe, sure, uh, you know, there's a good chance you'll get an increase if you get to the right position. Uh, but first and foremost, what is it you want to do with your time for the next three years? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a good point that many people don't really think of. Right. Uh, we all need to pay our bills. Uh, we all need the money. Uh, that's understood. Uh, but um, it, you know, you you should be thinking about uh, the next job as a place that will advance your knowledge, advance your skills, um, uh, advance your experience over a three-year period. So therefore, for example, don't go just do the same job at a new company. You're not going to uh, learn as much as you could, even if you get a slight, even if you get an interesting pay increase. So also, Ted, today we know that networking is a major key in finding a new career. But with the new digitalized world we live in, with sites like Facebook, Twitter, and definitely LinkedIn specifically, how much easier is it to obtain a new career with those sites being able to contact professionals with the click of a button? Uh, you know, in some ways it's easier and in some ways uh, it's um, a distraction, right? Uh, you have all this easy information at your fingertips at a computer and there's a tendency to want to go in there and take advantage of it. There's nothing like an old-fashioned uh, cup of coffee uh, with, 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 somebody, with somebody in your network and that's what you should be doing. You should be going for uh, breakfast or a cup of coffee or if, if people don't have time for that, then a telephone call uh, where you can ask them, what's going on in the industry, what's going on at their company, how do they like their job, uh, where do they see the opportunities, uh, you know, what is their advice for you. Um, now you can use the internet very effectively, for example, to track down former colleagues, uh, to track down alumni from your university who might be working at an interesting company. They're usually quite happy to uh, engage with you and, and um, give you their advice on what's going on. Um, so. But, but the goal should always be, how do I track somebody down where I can have a conversation, where I can have a sit down and get their advice as to what's going on? Uh, um, uh, it can be very seductive to submit a lot of resumes into uh, job openings. And um, the, the, the percentage of chances of success there are very, very low. Mm -hmm. um, so so it's seductive. The, 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 the technology is seductive, but it, but it should be used um, for uh, networking purposes. Yeah, you know, I like how you said uh, about you know having a cup of coffee, having breakfast, having lunch with a you know a person face to face because that's something that a lot of people now are pushing away of because we're being stuck behind a screen. 
you walk around, you see people looking down at their phones or on their computers in very little face-to-face interaction. People don't even really want to talk to each other anymore. So it's interesting point that you mentioned keeping that face-to-face or, or, or a telephone call. You can use, you know, I love my uh, technology. I love my phone. Um, you know, you can use it to set up a time to talk to somebody. Um, um, but then when you go into that call, um, you, you don't want to be looking for a job in that call. You want to be looking for information. What do they know about what's going on? Who's growing? Um, who's got a new division? Who just got some money that uh, might need to expand? Who's just made an acquisition where they need help? Um, so you're looking to go into a co- a, either a call or a cup of coffee with questions that you have uh, that hopefully they have some answers uh, to that will light up uh, a potential opportunity for you. That's a great point. Now, final question, Ted. How does new technology allow for an easier work-life experience? And are you seeing more companies today shift to a digitalized work environment that helps employees succeed? Yeah, of course. I mean, we uh, we we have wonderful computers. We have wonderful phones. We have incredible data. Uh, it is helping uh, work life a lot. Um, uh, I think one of the very important things is that technology is allowing smaller firms to compete with bigger firms, whether it's uh, advertising agencies or uh, law firms or executive recruiting firms or whatnot. They're the ubiquitous availability of data means that smaller firms can compete in a way that they couldn't compete, and that's that's fantastic. Um, obviously, you want to um, avoid um, getting sucked into the uh, to the technology. You know, there's there's uh, um, you know there's a rule out there which says you know don't check your emails until you're in a position to answer your emails. Um, I love that one because I'm always watching my emails and so on. But if I'm not in a position to answer, then all I'm going to do is worry about the email, and it's a big distraction. Um, um, so. Uh, so technology is fantastic. It's an enabling uh, um, smaller companies to compete uh, head-on with big companies, which is very, very interesting. Um, and it's allowing a style of marketing uh, that, uh, again, allows smaller companies to reach their their audience on a nationwide basis or worldwide basis. So if you're a pickle manufacturer these days, uh, you're not necessarily relying on the local grocery distribution that you would have had to rely on 20 or 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You can sell your pickles to anybody in the country if you can figure out how to get people's attention through the internet. So that's the part about technology. It's very, very exciting um, that that uh, you know small companies, large companies can reach, can um, connect with their customers on a one-to-one basis. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, you made a good point, Ted, about how smaller companies are kind of getting a chance to make a bigger footprint than their company actually is, you know, and you you see, especially in the search industry, you see a lot of boutique search firms and really sticking out as, you know, against some of the big firms like Corn Ferry or Hydric and Struggles. And that's all because the technology is allowing them to expand beyond measures. Yeah, uh, in the executive search industry, there's so many different uh, uh, databases out there that are publicly available. You can pay a subscription or whatever. Um, so the availability of information out there and the ability to reach candidates uh, is fantastic. Uh, again, uh, 20 years ago, uh, the big firms had these databases uh, on on candidates, and that was hard to penetrate that if you were a small firm. Today, it's a pretty level field, particularly as all boutique firms are specialized. We know 
our we know our uh, industry and we know our people and we know how to get to them. Uh, technology enables that. I carry, I have all of my data and all of my candidates and all of my resumes and everything in my phone and accessible from my phone. That's very liberating. Um, um, so, so uh, you know. It's also going on in the advertising industry. You know, small advertising agencies are winning national accounts that they never would have won uh, two or three years ago, and that because there's Nielsen and people like that that are data providers that are going in there, selling them the data uh, that allows them to compete head on. Um, so, so, so it's uh, you know it's a very interesting world. And if you're a small company, you need to be figuring out how to take advantage of that. And if you're a big company, you need to figure out how to defend against that. Yeah, that's a great point. Very good insight on that. Well, Ted, those were some highly thought out answers, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come and sit down with me in person, too, which is the first time I've done it on Talent Talks, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of the episodes we'll have in this series. Great. Thank you, Andrew. That's all we got for you today, and thank you for joining in. We look forward to having our next episode of Talent Talks. With Hunt Scanlon Media, I'm Andrew Mitchell.